man. Your kids are watching you make out with all these people on TV. Like, can I just hear, like, can I project out in the future if that's me? My daughters, both of them going, Dad, gross. Dad, no. Yeah, I'm going to go on national TV and make out with a bunch of ladies. Dad, no. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. 8.13 on this Wednesday morning. Great to have you with us on Wisconsin's Morning News. We're not dead yet. I'm not dead. Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. I'm not. I feel happy. Much more on the Brewers ahead, but we promise we'll make you optimistic about today's ballgame. 608 first pitch at American Family Field. It is a must win, and we'll talk more about that through the hour. But want to start with this in this hour. Never happened before in the history of our country. The House Speaker ousted by his own. Nay. Clyburn. Yay. Yay. Gates. Yes. Yay. There he is. That motion would carry Congressman Patrick McHenry. Now the Speaker pro temp ending the session with an emphatic gavel bang. Chair declares the House in recess subject to the call of the chair. And he banged that gavel. Why did it happen? And what happens next? ABC News national correspondent Stephen Portnoy is live with us from Washington this morning and has all the answers, Stephen. Uh, sure. All, all of the <laughs> answers. Yeah. Uh, why did it happen? Look, uh, Matt Gates and seven other Republicans felt that uh, Kevin McCarthy broke his promises to, uh, you know, deliver results that they had had him promise that he would deliver in order to get the gavel in the first place in January. And uh, what you hear Matt Gates talk about is this idea of a return to the t- 12 appropriations bills that are supposed to be passed under the congressional budget framework of, of the last 50 years, which over the last 50 years has only very rarely been um, followed. And so uh, not not only that, but also the idea that Kevin McCarthy was willing to work with Democrats to avoid a, a default, avoid a shutdown, uh, and uh, expressed support for funding Ukraine. And now the question is, how does the House of Representatives function? Uh, The House is now decamped. The Republicans are going to have to weigh uh, who to nominate. Uh, The hope is that that person can become a consensus choice and actually achieve the gavel on just a single ballot. But, you know, until or unless the rules are changed, which allow for an individual member to bring forward a motion to declare the office of speaker vacant, as we saw for the first time succeeding yesterday, uh, th- this uh, anvil is going to be hanging over the head of whoever is ultimately selected as speaker. And, um, uh, you know, what was really interesting is the extent to which Democrats facilitated all this. They determined that they didn't have any love for McCarthy either, that they didn't owe him any allegiance, that it might actually be a, in, in, to the political interest of Democrats to allow the Republicans to flap in the breeze for a bit. And uh, really, the the, the um, sort of unfortunate, most unfortunate aspect of this, if you look at it from an institutional standpoint and sort of a a constitutional standpoint, is the fact that uh, right now there's paralysis in the Congress, and it's an unwelcome distraction for everyone. Uh, The uh, people's business is not going to be conducted, and the idea that uh, Gates and his fellow travelers want to see 12 individual appropriations bills passed for ultimately uh, to have them reconciled and uh, worked out with the Senate in conference, there's just simply less time to do that because of this leadership crisis that's now unfolding in real time. I wondered about that too, Stephen. You know, you talked about uh, Kevin McCarthy and how he broke promises. That's what what they feel like, Cong- or Gates and these others. Is it even possible to find someone who wouldn't break a promise or two? 
Um, not to the extent that uh, I think at the end of the day, if if you hope to achieve the results that include funding the government agencies and and funding Ukraine, which is something that uh, McCarthy has, has expressed interest in, uh, and I imagine that other Republican leaders will join with Senate Republican leaders in seeking to do the same. Uh, in order to achieve those ends, you have to work with the Democrats who control the Senate and the Democrat at the White House who signs the bill. The Constitution only compl- uh, contemplates two uh, potential roads here. And one is when the people decide that there ought to be an outright majority in one direction or another, and they haven't. The people have chosen divided government. The other option in the Constitution is for compromise to be reached. And Matt Gates is not interested, it seems, in compromise. So the result then is uh, inaction. And, uh, you know, what we have now is a leadership crisis, which we've never seen quite to this extent before. There have been a number of instances over the course of the country's history where uh, things have been tense, where, uh, you know, obviously in the middle of the 19th century, uh, clearest example. But, you know, 1910, there was a resurgent, uh, insurgent uh, rebellion amongst Republicans to try to oust uh, the then Speaker Joe Cannon, who now has a building named after him. Uh, he, he prevailed. He survived. Uh, the accusation against him was he was ru- running the House with an iron fist. Well, he agreed to rules reforms. So how will, in our current polarized political environment, where the incentives are for some of these rebels to fundraise and make them a name for themselves, and they're able to do it, uh, how will the country and the Congress get back on track as contemplated by the Constitution, which is to move in a productive cooperative fashion talking with that abc news national here. correspondent stephen portner i wanted to get one more in here stephen before we had to let you go and and that is do you see democrats playing a role in the selection of this next speaker i mean careful what you wish for you might just get it yes kevin mccarthy was as far as the democrats were concerned not to be trusted but he did at least work with them on some things you know who are they going to get and will they participate in this and try to crown someone that maybe is popular with moderates yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's likely. I, I would have guessed it was more likely that Democrats would have worked to uh, steer clear of uh, the ouster of the Speaker. Um, they, they had that option. They could have uh, voted present or not voted at all, and they didn't do that. They helped the insurgent Republicans oust McCarthy. The idea that they would somehow be a part of the future choice for Republicans, I think, is, is unlikely. But anything can happen. Indeed. And anything just to happen. First time ever, as (laughs) As you mentioned. Right. Thank you, Stephen. Really appreciate the update. That's Stephen Portnoy, ABC News national correspondent from Washington this morning. I love he said anything can happen. Yeah, just did. Right. Mm -hmm. And and now we have uh, a week or so right before any actual movement. That's the other thing. They're in recess. Yeah. Not not due back next week. When do we start saying the clock is ticking again? Well, and as Stephen suggested, the, the legislative rules, there's some business that can take place, but let no legislation can pass the House without a speaker. So they got to get this fixed first and then move on from there. It is 820 on Wisconsin's Morning News. <laughs> 825 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I feel a little better. Better about the Brewers today? I'm right feeling now? better now. We sort of worked through the last several hours with a bit of therapy. Yeah, Levery made me feel a little bit better. I feel happy. I feel happy. <laughs>
I didn't say I felt happy. (laughs) (laughs) Something else that's going to make you feel happy. We got to bring back the the thing you did with T Plush. Yeah. With Niger Morgan, who was the hero of. Was it Game 5 or was it Game 4? Mm, game 5. It was game 5 against the Diamondbacks. Hits the, gets the game-winning hit. Go-ahead RBI. He's throwing out the first pitch tonight. 840. We'll get you a feel-good moment around 840 yeah, this we'll, morning. We'll help you feel a little bit better about all of those things. I want to tell you about this local company adding 10,000 square feet of manufacturing space and the capacity to nearly triple its output. So that just in and of itself, that's a nice business story, but this one might resonate with you because you may already have tried these tasty snacks. This company is called Jackson's, and they're about to be able to process a million pounds of sweet potatoes every week. A million pounds. And what are they making? Tasty chips. You may have already munched on Jackson's sweet potato chips, but did you know they're made in Muskego? What you just pointed out is not unusual. We find a lot of people that found our chips, but they have no idea Wisconsin-made. Jackson CEO James Marino tells us this all started as a family business. Scott and Megan Reamer, their son Jackson, on a restrictive diet due to a rare autoimmune disorder, started making their own healthy snacks. They got some homemade equipment or some equipment that they brought into the kitchen and started making their own snack food. Kettle cooked sweet potato chips. They're non-GMO, they're vegan, and they're top nine allergen-free. So even our traditional even our flavors that um, are dairy in name, which would be like our farmhouse ranch and our habanero nacho, are dairy free. So very friendly for the entire family to eat. You know, as food allergies just continue to be a growing trend. So they're healthy, but how are they also so tasty? The sweet potato is a very unique flavor relative to a white potato. And so we develop flavors that are synergistic to both the sweet potato and the oil that we're using because we use two premium and Generally, non-traditional oils as it pertains to snack foods in terms of avocado oil and coconut oil, not not your typical, you know, seed-based oils like canola oil. Don't take their word for it. Demand is rising so rapidly, the two new kettles and expanded processing capacity in Muskego will allow Jackson's to crank out 600,000 bags of kettle-cooked sweet potato chips every day. Are there any new flavors in the works? And if so, do you need any taste testers? <laughs> I, I might know there's, some. There's always new flavors in the works, and we always welcome any taste testers. Good, I'm so. available. <laughs> Vince Petrano, WTMJ News. Another thing to take away, so they ship in all of their sweet potatoes, and they turn them around really quickly because they want them to be super fresh, but none from Wisconsin right now, even though... The folks at Jackson's think that Wisconsin would be a great place to produce. We do a lot of potatoes, just not sweet potatoes. Is that right? Okay. So they're like the white potatoes and the other sure. other types. There's like this corridor kind of up Highway 39. Like So think of like Baraboo, North Past, Portage, Stevens Point, Wausau, that area with a number of potato farms. So that central Ooh, part of the state. The conditions are ripe. Yeah. And so Jackson's thinks like if, if they can promise, like, look, we're going to process all this stuff. Well, that'd be great for business because it's helping Wisconsin and then also, you know, shorter drive, right? fresher potatoes, all good. Hmm, very cool. Which uh, you, you know, we had a little sample. You brought some in a little the original. I thought it was great. I can, I mean, I have zero problem with that. Just stick with the sea salt right there and you're good. I noticed you had the mic on that whole time. That's how you got all those uh, sounds of people <laughs> eating. <laughs> yes. So they're called Jackson's and they're tasty chips and they are only getting bigger in Muskego. 828 on Wisconsin's Morning News.
me for you some of the texts I got from my dad in real time yesterday. So he's at the ball game. Let me see. Here we go. So early on it was, yep, uh, go time. Okay, I'm at the ball yard for game one. Got to win this one. Okay, 7.01 p.m., Joe Vitrano. WTF. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> a few minutes later, oh, somebody man. call a nurse. Minutes later, this game is interminable. It just, I, I think they broke a record <laughs> for like having that many base runners on without scoring them. I mean, the bats were there, and there was some great defense by, by the Diamondbacks as well. There are reasons for optimism today. First of all, because we got Freddie Peralta going tonight. Freddie's going to be great. The bats are there. We're generating hits. Got to get guys across the plate, but still. And here's another reason why you should be optimistic tonight. Niger T-plush Morgan will be in the house throwing out the first pitch. Of course, Morgan, part of that 2011 team that went to the NLCS. I'm very blessed just to be in the situation and being able to come back to the 414 and and hopefully bring some kind of lucky pizzazz that I have and just that, that good aura, and maybe, you know, we pull it out. Yes, please bring that lucky The pizzazz. lucky pizzazz. He does have that. Yeah, and he, if you recall, the Brewers were playing the D-backs in the NLDS back in 2011, Game 5 at what is now American Family Field, when Morgan was up to bat and won the game in walk-off fashion. Here's him telling me about all of that. When I stepped to the plate, the whole game just slowed right down. I knew it was my moment. I felt the energy of the crowd. Puts well on the as a new sign from Glock. I knew he was going to come with that heater, and I couldn't let the 414 down. Smash up the middle. Base hit the center. Here comes Gomez. Around third. A throw, and the Brewers win. You know, from there, it was just, it was just a magical moment for everybody. Year 2011 was just something special. Niger Morgan, who has delivered so many times this year. If everything winds up, you get the right pitching, you get the timely hitting, you get the good defense, and then it's, eh, everything's going to work. And I think the Brewers have a, have a good opportunity to take it all the way and at least bring one home for the whole 414. What a scene out here! When it all works and comes together, it's like peanut butter and jelly, baby. <laughs> Whoa! So let's hope for some PB&J tonight. Peanut butter and jelly, baby. My favorite about uh, Tony Plush, as he's known on the field, you know, Niger Morgan, is that so he lives in Miami now, and he was telling me, he's like, no one knows who I am down here. And he's got a little kid who's actually birthdays in a couple of days, and he was saying that, like, when they go to Disney, they'll be at Disney World whenever he sees anyone Wearing any type of Brewers gear, he's up on them. <laughs> like, he goes to them. Yes, like uh, uh, immediately. If I see somebody rocking a crew hat, a crew shirt, I'll definitely stop and take a picture with them and go, go crew. <laughs> so if you happen to be in Disney and you hear somebody yell, go crew, that you're running in the plush. What's <laughs> that uh, <laughs> laugh? I love it. Yeah, so plush will be there tonight. Uh, unbelievably excited to be a part of the Brewers in any any form, any way. He'll bring the energy. 
Hopefully we can get behind him. And- can we throw him in the lineup? <laughs> I, he would do it in a heartbeat. He would. And I'm telling you, man, some guys just have a flair for the dramatic. He was always yeah. that guy. Yeah. And actually, it was a great call. Like, I was listening to the call again by Yuke, mm. and it was such a great call because Yuke even said that, like, he's come up again. He's yes. done it right? again. Like, because Niger just always seemed to be able to put the bat on the ball and win a game. Who's that guy for us tonight? Tyrone Taylor's hitting the ball hard. Winker. <laughs> Somebody is that guy for us tonight. Do you, Maybe multiple people are that guy. Do you need guy one more tonight. thing to smile on yeah. before we get out of here? Okay, so Bob Euchre threw out the first pitch last night. Nigel Morgan's going to do it tonight. Euch did it last night, and it prompted him to be late to the start of the broadcast. Well, you might not have heard him in the first. He's ready to go in the third. Here he is, Bob Euchre. <laughs> All right, Jeff, thank you. Got a little late getting up here. Um, throwing out the first pitch tonight, and uh, my son, Bob Jr., caught it and then framed it too long, and the game was delayed. And I mean, <laughs> Burns deals on the outside corner, strike one. Really trying to get you more strikes, Yuki. That's what, that's what he's doing. I get it. There's enough strikes going on around the country. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, Absolute yes. gem. Absolutely. Well, it's got to take him a minute to get up. You know, you walk off, you know, you do your waving around, and mm-hmm. it's like, Game's about ready to start, right? right? There's yeah, a little bit of in between. And, man, it's tough walking through those concourses if you're Bob Euchre, man. Can you, I mean, can you just imagine how, oh. how many times, how many times a day, how many times at the game? Hey, you. Front row. Hey, you. Hey, you. So I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. But anyway, he was there. It sounded great to have him on the radio again. Brewers, not dead yet, not by a long shot. I'm not dead. Yeah. He says he's not dead. Yes, he is. I'm not. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 8.54, Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. One more day in the 80s, and then we start to cool off. High temperature of 80 degrees today and are mostly cloudy skies. We'll be a bit on the breezy side. Slight chance of a shower or a storm, and then that slight chance of a shower or storm continuing tonight under decreasing clouds and a low of 60 degrees. And Thursday's high 74, high of just 61 on Friday, 57, 56, your Saturday-Sunday high temperatures. Should be sunny, though, so we can handle that. Nice cool down. We'll take it. Fall yeah. is here. Mm. It is October. Big mm. sweater weather coming mm. this weekend. Mm. Yeah. No? It was a record setter. <laughs> Changing the topic. It that. was a record setter. A streaming debut record for this reality TV show. I want to find that person. And a lot of people finding that person in The Golden Bachelor. ABC says when the reality dating show featuring seniors premiered the following day on Hulu, it was the number one ABC series premiere ever on the streaming service. Why? (laughs) What is making The Golden Bachelor so amazing? Can I just say I turned over to watch the news last night and I caught the very last 30 seconds of it. Okay. And it was a woman in a pretty green gown who had fallen asleep on a couch. <laughs> she had napped. That's awesome. And the, Good host, for her. and the host said, you know, oh, well, you know, wake up. She's like, that's a comfy couch. Can I take it home? Yeah. Like, it was, I'm like, oh, this I'm all is... tuckered out from yeah. her. <laughs> Usually they, heavy ply, petting. they ply all the people with, you know, booze <laughs> right. so that's they what get we're catty talking. and snarky right. at each other. You ply these older ladies with booze, I think they're just going to nap. <laughs> that's, that's what it is, though, right? They're just... He's just yeah, going at just, it with all these women. 
But you, well, <laughs> that's every bachelor. Yeah. Why is this one different? Why is this? Because oh, he's old. That that's what's making it record breaking. This is embracing a whole generation that gets ignored. You yeah. can't be on American Idol. You you know you aren't that's on true. Big Brother. Okay. You know, like this is a whole area of uh, a whole genre and generation of people who okay. watch reality mm-hmm. TV but mm-hmm. have never really been invited to be a part of it. That's a and fascinating love is take. Universal. And explanation.